0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Snarky with Mike Feeney. I'm your host, Bella Hadid, and happy St. Paddy's Day to you. This is the first ever episode where we're not drinking a cocktail because uh, we're going to drink, I'm drinking a Guinness, as you can clearly tell, just the perfect pour. Nicole's got herself a little, uh, a little Magner's Irish cider, and we're coming, we're coming to you live. We're coming to you ready to go. Fresh as daisies. I'm excited. We're recording on St. Patty's Day, which means by Tuesday when this comes out, no one will want to hear about St. Patty's Day anymore. But uh, that is just the breaks. Um, how are you feeling, Nicole? Are you excited?
1: I'm good. Tasting this kind of like brings back weird memories. I feel like of times I probably don't remember. So you wow. just like, okay, okay. James really Joyce
0: bad. with that poetry <laughs> right off the top. Oh my god. Sipping back, this brings me to times I I can't remember with nights I'll never forget.
1: Yeah, either James Joyce or Drake, one of the two.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was like everybody's like MySpace like <laughs> or AIM profile. It would be like, here's to the every every blonde girl uh, that I knew was like, here's to the nights we'll never forget with friends we'll never. Or what is it? What is it? Fuck, I forgot it. Here's to the nights we'll never remember with friends we'll never forget or something like that. It's some stupid. Thing, um, but I'm excited. I uh, yeah, we didn't go with a some sort of a whiskey cocktail because uh, Nicole begged and pleaded, and I honestly think that's fair because I uh, I have spots later tonight. I can't go getting whiskey drunk and then start you know throwing haymakers at audience members. So I think it's nice to maybe I'll have more than one of these. We'll see where the night takes me. Who knows? It's early. It's the middle of the day. I don't know why I said night. Um, anyway. Thanks for being here. We had a couple weeks off cuz we did uh one week off. We were I uh, was on the cruise, which I'll get into some of that stuff. Got some stories, got some f- freak that person. I almost I almost almost ruined it in the first 5 minutes. If you're new to the show, apparently if you curse in the first 5 minutes, YouTube takes the video, wraps it up in a neat little bow, and then throws it down a well. So, uh now so we try to be clean for the first five minutes. And then yesterday, uh, Foley and Kevin Ryan told me that that doesn't matter at all. So who knows? But Nicole, you let me know when I'm at five because I'm going to start cursing up a storm. Um, But until then, I have to... Did did you hear about the Bella Hadid story? No. So Bella Hadid, um, it was on the cover of a magazine. I forgot what it was. might be Variety or or Vanity Fair or something like that. And she um, came out and admitted very bravely Of her that she had A nose job At 14 years old And Here's the quote that really just Cements it I wish I kept I gotta I gotta really try to get through this I wish I kept the nose of my Ancestors I think I would have grown into it Grown Into it Nose of my ancestors. Um, what? What you talking? You know what you? <laughs> what you saying? What you talking? First off, show. Tell me your parents. Show me your parents. Why are they letting you? W- w- Nicole, would you let your kid get a nose job at fourteen?
1: I don't know. Not to bring down other women, but she did have a tough nose. Did she? Yeah.
0: You saw her at 14? Well,
1: I've seen pictures, like, of course, the side-by-side, like, plastic surgery accounts where it's like, she had this work done, you know what I mean?
0: But, like, give her until, like, 18 to where her head is done fucking growing, and I didn't hit five minutes, did I where her head is grown, and it, like, at least is, like, then, you, you you know, if you got one of the, what did she have? Did she have, like, the big bump in it or something like that, or was it just wide, or what was it?
1: Um, I think it was like a combination of both. It was definitely wide, but it's enough that you would be like, oh yeah, she definitely had a nose job.
0: Well, she can get, I'm not against her getting a nose job. 14 seems a tad early, you know, like 14. Are you even like, are you just getting interested in boys? I feel like, you know, I feel like it's such a young age to get a. and who's the plastic surgeon that's like 14 year old throw him in here. I'll, I'll chop that. I'll lop the, the, the lump right off that nose, you know? It seems it seems excessive but the kept keeping the nose of my ancestors I don't know you also look up what Bella Hadid is in terms of like nationality or ethnicity because keeping the nose of my ansa- I mean who's, who's ever been like these are the nose of my ancestors? like I know I've heard of like a roman nose you know or that kind of a thing but I don't know who who whoever can it's at the nose of your ancestors it's the nose it's your nose. It's just your nose, you know. Your nose.
1: She is Arab and Dutch. Arab. Arab Palestinian is her dad, and her mom is Dutch.
0: Is that are you? Is that the correct way to pronounce it? Arab. I thought it was Arab. <laughs>
1: Probably, A-rab. probably, but I'm from upstate New York so it's Arab. <laughs> Arab. I feel like you
0: you're you're like <laughs> you're like one of the bad guys in Aladdin. Like what the hell was that? These damn Arabs coming into our country after 9/11. You're like what the hell was that? That was very, very Islamic, Islamophobic of you, Nicole. Don't um, put
1: that on me. Mm. I apologize. Whoops. Yeah. My first whoops.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoops, Nicole. How about that? <laughs> Nicole and her Arabs, you know? That was some wild stuff. More wild than... You know what? It's not Nicole's fault. It's just she hasn't grown into the vocabulary of her ancestors yet, you know? Um, anyway, we'll move... Right on from that now, um, it's St. Paddy's Day. I'm excited. Um, It doesn't really mean much, you know, for for an Irish guy. I used to go out, drink a lot during these. I don't really feel the need anymore. There was a couple of years where I went into the city, and I was just saying to Brendan this morning, it feels there's a certain electricity in the air during St. Paddy's Day in the city. And if you're there early, like Brendan and I did Jim and Sam, this morning. So we were there early. And that is when New York City is filled with green hope. You know, it's when everyone's in there. They're, they're excited. They're like, I'm going to get drunk today. I'm going to go to the bars. I'm going to, it's been two years. I'm going I'm to grab people by the shoulders. We're going to kiss. Everyone's going to have a good time. Now, if you go into the city in anywhere from 2 p.m. on, it's a shit show. People are puking, fighting, punching each other. It's amateur hour out there. But the morning is very early. But I remember in college, like going into the city or right after getting out of college. I You know, I'm with my buddies. Like one year I went with my pal and we were at this, this kid I knew from my college was bartending at a bar in the city. So we went there and we were just getting hooked. It was like buy one shot, get four free. So we were just getting hammered and it was absolutely like wall to wall packed, firemen everywhere. And uh, this is one that, My buddy remembers forever because we kept cheersing. And as my buddy get more drunk, he kept being like, cheers, cheers. And he would cheers me every single time. Essentially, every time he took a sip, he would cheers me, which it almost became like a rake bit where it was like fun. Then it wasn't funny anymore. Then it was annoying. then it got kind of funny again. And then it got annoying. And there was one time I don't remember what I was doing, but I was talking to someone in like a very Irish drunk close conversation that was very important you know and as we're doing that my buddy starts being like mike cheer cheers cheers and he's like he's like hitting me and cheersing me and i'm trying to be like come on stop i'm trying to talk to somebody and then he was like cheers and i just go cheers and i i clink his bottle and it goes his bottle goes right into his tooth And then he pulls the beer bottle down, and there just isn't a part of his tooth anymore. And you're like, "Oh, it's like the side tooth." No, it was the front tooth. It was just the front tooth. And uh, he's like, he does that thing where he's like, "Oh," and he goes, "Mike," he goes, "I think, I think I chipped my tooth." And I had to do that thing where you know when someone like gets hurt, and you you feel bad, and you don't want to believe the reality of the situation. Where he's like is a part of my tooth missing? And I had to go, nah, no, I think it was like that. Like, I don't think that was just now. Like, I don't see any teeth on the ground. Do you? That'd be weird. Like, I, I just had to not even like so much lie as it was like, I was lying to myself more than him. And then he went to the bathroom, come to find out it was gone. Uh, and so he was very upset. And then he quickly turned into an angry drunk. And the rest of that day was a hellish nightmare. Um, another time, I remember going into the city. This was fresh out of college. Prime, like, drinking, like, you know, early 20s, ready to go. And my dad was like, let's go have a couple drinks for St. Paddy's Day. And I'm like, this. Erica was coming with me. Uh, One of our friends from college was coming with us. And I was like, yeah, let's go have a couple drinks with my dad. That'll be fun. So we go to the first bar. And, um, you know, we get around... And there's four of us and we start drinking and we're talking and stuff. And like, I'm about this much done. And my dad's like, I'm going to go get an, he's already finished his. He goes, I'm going to go get us another round. So I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's like, it's a packed bar. He comes back four seconds later with full beers. So now I'm like, Oh shit. So then I start pounding my, I finished my first drink. I'm like, take one sip of my second one. My dad is finished with his second drink. And he goes, I'm going to get us another one. And now it suddenly just becomes like Lucy and the Chocolate Factory, where Erica and our friend Elizabeth and I, we're just like, you know, we're trying to like keep up. And my dad, just a goddamn champion drinker, is just like as if as if he's throwing it behind his face and not into his body, just trying to keep up with him. We ended up going to Jackson Hole, which has like, you know, these ridiculous like a one pound burger that no human needs to have and we're just like drunk chewing as our friend passed out cold like it it was just the craziest thing and he and also my dad like was holding it together so well and it really gives you that perspective when you're a new drinker you know when you're 21 22 and you think hey i got this I I drink all the time in college. I drink a lot of hypnotic and so my father who's only been drinking beer ugh, for uh now going on 30 plus years, he's not going to be able to keep up with me. And it couldn't have been more the opposite. Like it was it was one of those things where you realize like, "Oh, I have just begun to learn how to dr- I'm a freshman at drinking and my dad just got his doctorate." You know, like <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Did you ever have any St. Patty's Day uh, uh, stories from do you ever go drinking with your family or anything like that?
1: Not really. It's really sad because my Binghamton has parade day, which I'm sure a lot of places have on St. Patty's Day, where mm-hmm. it's just there's a whole parade. Everyone paints their face green and just gets hammered and like wears beads. Yeah. And I had to stay at school during these months for lacrosse. So I didn't go home at all. So I would just watch everybody's like Instagram stories of them getting hammered from afar while we're all like dry at lacrosse. It was really sad. So we never got to celebrate St. Patty's.
0: Day. Have you ever gone to New York City for St. Patty's Day? No. Wow. Yeah. Nicole.
1: And here I am.
0: And here you are in Astoria, <laughs> recording a podcast, drinking a cider. We uh, all right, you know what? Next year, we're going, we're going, we're going out drinking. Um and Here's one more fun time I just remembered. We were at, we went to this place, McFadden's, which is like 42nd Street and 3rd Avenue or 2nd Avenue. It's just classic college bar. My buddy who's an NYPD officer was there and he was like, come drink with us. I'm with like my whole like unit or whatever precinct. We're all here drinking. So we get there and uh, it's so funny because I didn't realize how much like the police and firemen, like NYPD and FDNY. It really is like a cats and dogs situation where like they, they respect each other, but they truly hate each other at the same time. It's so funny because neither of, I don't know. I never think of that. Like it's one versus the other. I'm like, oh, they work in conjunction, but they couldn't like NYPD officers. Fucking hate FDNY officers. It's so funny because, you know, meanwhile, like, cause FDNY officers, I will admit, tend to dress in their uniform during uh, St. Paddy's Day and stuff like that. And that's because some of them march in the parade, but others just like to get free drinks and just want to get some puss, you know? So that's what they do. And my NYPD officer friends are just like, look at them fucking disrespecting the uniform, wearing the uniform just to get free drinks and to get laid. Cause they're not, they're dressed like plain clothes. You know, they're like, I'm not, we would never do that. Like that's so disrespectful. You know, and 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 they're all getting like chippy with one another. But one of the one of the Times that I realize, like, ultimate power will ultimately corrupt me. Um, And not even ultimate power. Any power at all. My buddy, NYPD officer, goes, Hey, just to let you know, we have about 13 police officers here. So if anybody fucks with you, they're going to jail. And just that was, like, all I needed to hear. Like, I was already... I had a good buzz. This is why I could never be a police officer. Immediately... Immediately, I'm just like shouldering people as I walked by. I'm like flipping people's cups out of their hand. I'm like, what do you want to do? Like, I'm just, I'm like pulling people over to the side of the bar. Like, you know, I pulled you over here. It smells like weed. It's me. Do you have any? Like, I'm just yelling at people. I'm causing such a scene. It's such a mess. because like, All I needed to know was that people got my back, and I was just a flagrant asshole for the rest of that time at that bar. I think the police and the FDNY got into a fight at one point. It was pure chaos, but I've never felt power like that before, Nicole. It felt so good. It felt like holding a gun.
1: That's so funny, because I really thought that was gonna turn into, like, you pretending to be a police officer story, because I feel like you have some of those.
0: Yeah, no, that I do. Here's the thing. It, it's just like, a lot of, did I say this in the last episode? It's just, it's, when you have a face like this, you know, when you, when you get, when people threaten to rob you in New York City, because it happens from time to time, you're gonna get attempted, robbed. And uh, when that happens, a lot of times if I can just be like, I'm a police officer. And I get, because I, I had rookie cop face, you know, and some people will be like, how will they believe you? And it's like, well, obviously it's, it's because I have this face, but also, you know, you got to carry a fake badge and I carry a gun, you know, like you just have to, you have to do all the, the accoutrements to to sell it. I carry fake handcuffs on my belt. It's just it's just something that looks good. I put a I don't even have a, a gun. I put like a fake lump on my ankle underneath my jeans, so it looks like I have a little. That's the easiest way to tell if there's an undercover police officer on the subway. Look at their ankles. Never look at their face besides the crew cut and very militant. I'm a police officer face that they have. Look at their ankles. They ever got baggy jeans on with a slight bulge coming out of the side of it? They're packing heat, you know. Um. So that's that. And I'm excited. I'm excited about St. Paddy's Day. I have to do shows later, which I don't even... I don't put in availability normally for St. Paddy's Day. Not because I want to celebrate, because it's one of the worst comedy days of the year. Because people are drunk messes. And my show tonight, I I think I'm on at 10 p.m., which is, I mean, it's either going to be like people singing uh, sea shanties or sleeping... Or throwing glasses at the stage. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I'm sure I'll have a story about it for next week. I'll tell you that, you know? But then again, you know, the the, the security is, is pretty good at uh, the club, so maybe it won't. I don't know. That's so sad about the never coming to New York City for St. Paddy's Day, Nicole.
1: I know, it's pretty wild. I feel like I'm missing out. But some of those events kind of, like, freak me out, like SantaCon and, like, people drinking no. green beer. SantaCon
0: is... First off, don't you dare! Um, it is it is not the same, okay? Sanicon is twenty year olds shit faced making a scene in the middle of you know December or January, or whenever. Did middle of December? Uh, Saint Patty's Day is old men making a scene and getting drunk and fighting in the middle of the day and puking. Now that is different because you have your you have your parents age people puking into the street and being like, do you know who I am? And you're like, an accountant? And they're like, yes, but I'm Irish, you know? And it's just, it's just a fun, whenever you go into bars on St. Paddy's Day, there's just a good energy. Like I said, it's all I could say. It's just like, the bar, it's the best day of the year if you're a bartender. You make like $33,000 and all you do is pour Guinness and shots of whiskey. It's, It's really fun. I might go get drunk after this, Nicole. (laughs) I'm pumping myself up. I know. I'm
1: I'm getting into like a little bit of a funky mood. I think. Yeah, I kind of want to go somewhere.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, you should definitely. You should definitely. You got to go somewhere. Um, I mean, there's so many Irish bars too, even in in Queens. I got to go somewhere and do something. Um, Here's a fun thing that happened, which (laughs) I don't know. There's not really a story here, but seeing somebody get splashed by a puddle when they're waiting at a crosswalk might be one of the greatest free joys in life isn't it like i was at west fourth street just a dirty murky ominous oil slick topped puddle and this dude was standing not on the sidewalk but in the street trying to cross first car comes by little splash kind of gets him on the feet and he takes like a a half a step back, but doesn't go back on the sidewalk. Second car comes, narrowly misses him again. And then he decides he's done with waiting. So he tries to cross, but a third car, a taxi was coming barreling down. So he had to step back. Third car hits this puddle. And I mean, from nipples to knees, just coats this dude in oil sludge water. And he had to do that thing where he had to like, Pretend that his entire day wasn't just ruined. It's the best thing you'll ever see of just someone being like, ah, and then going, you know, like having headphones in and just kind of like low-key wiping it off and just kind of like looking around and you go, no, 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 no. I just saw what happened. You're fucked. Your day is done. That sucks for you and wherever you were rushing off to be, because now you have mud water all over your all over your stuff. So um, that was very fun. Have you seen people get splashed before in in real life, not just in videos?
1: Yeah, that actually happened to me the other day, and it was also comical because I felt like it was one of those days where, like, everything's going wrong. It happened and- to you. Yes. Yeah. And I was just, like, already on the verge of tears, just, like, walking around the city as one does, and got splashed, and I almost felt like I was, like... Paul Rudd or something in like a goofy movie where like everything's going wrong and yeah. it's silly and then he gets splashed like I was like how did that just happen to me in real life
0: well plus your jeans look like a tiger attacked you so I'm sure that now it's like it's, it's not even hitting your clothes it's hitting your <laughs> actual skin it's There's just like a shower yeah yeah it's just a inside the jeans shower so it's uh that's brutal
1: inside the jeans shower
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know those peeing um, your pants here's two other dumb things That I thought of. Um, I was a little bit stoned, perhaps, and I walked into a coffee shop and I saw maybe the most beautiful, gorgeous, drop dead, I can't believe what my eyes are looking at, almond croissants of my life. Okay. Like just a big powdered sugar almonds. Just you could tell it's going to be a, a buttery, flaky crust, you know? And so I I was so enthralled by the almond croissant that I went to remove my sunglasses to get a closer look, you know? Because I was coming from outside. My eyes needed to adjust. And I went to go remove my sunglasses to look and get a more of an HD vision of this almond croissant. Wasn't wearing sunglasses at all. So I just... Went in and was like, whoa, and then went to reach for something that wasn't there. And then they were like, sir. And I was like, "Ah, I'll just take a brownie. And then I walked out and I was just I didn't even get the croissant after all, because I was so embarrassed by the reaching for the glasses that didn't exist on my face that I pivoted and ordered dessert. So that's what happened. Now, I have so many more things to say. Like, for instance, the cruise. That I was on. Um, and a lot of the cruise stuff, the cruise stories and the and the time in Tampa at Side Splitters, I will we're talking we're talking about on our Patreon, Blunt with the Boys. Uh, here's a scenario. So go to patreon.com slash scenario pod. And then that's where you'll hear the real, like day-to-day Irish goodbye-esque breakdown of um of the cruise. But I do want to say this part because it was very fun. We were supposed to have uh, a bottle of wine and like a cheese plate or something like that get delivered to our room. It didn't happen to Brendan and I's room. So we were like, whatever, I don't, Brendan doesn't drink, it doesn't matter. It's all free food anyway. It's not really the end of the world. But the day before we were supposed to leave, we got this like duty-free bottle delivered to our room. And it was like in one of those cardboard boxes they give you so you can like carry it onto a plane or whatever the hell. And it was, I opened it and they go, they go, here you go, guys. And I go, oh my God, thank you. And we open it. It was right after we had mentioned to the, to the, uh, the travel agent that we didn't get the wine. So we're like, wow, they're making up for the fact that they didn't give us wine. And I open it and it's just like beautiful bottle of bourbon. And I looked it up. It was about a 70, $75 bottle of bourbon that they gave us. And it looked really nice. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I can't believe it. And I told the travel agent, she's like, wow, that's very nice of them to do that. That's that's very cool. And I go, I know, right? So now it's the next day, we're leaving. It's, it's 8 a.m. And we're literally leaving our room to get off the ship in less than 10 minutes. And I am in this quandary where I have to pack my bag and I have to figure out now what I do with this bottle because it's like, it's too nice of a bottle to leave. I'm the one of the only people drinking, so I'm not going to open it and drink it the night before. So I need to put it in my luggage, so now I have to check a bag, which I wasn't planning to do, and that kind of changes my whole thing, but I'm like, whatever. It's a really nice bottle. I'll check the bag for it. Who gives a shit? So I'm, I'm trying to put it in my luggage. I'm like li- physically and literally stuffing it into my bag, and as I'm doing that, someone knocks on the door, Brendan answers, and I'm pushing the bottle into my bag, and they go, Hi, um did you get a bottle of bourbon delivered to you yesterday? And I'm, I'm physically touching it going. Yes. And then they go, did you finish it? Did you open it? And I go, I had that moment. Like you could see the fork in the road of being like, all I got to do is say yes. And this is done. This is over with. We're finished. I don't have to do anything else. I already know it's coming, and I know it's not going to be good if I say no. I could just say yes and sorry. But also, I was a little bit annoyed at getting it into my bag. It wasn't fitting. I was like, I don't want to check a bag. I also am not a huge bourbon drinker. And on top of that, I was like, who knows? This cruise might charge me or something like that. So I was like, no. And then they go, that was actually supposed to be for a different room, and we delivered it to you by accident. So, you know... Give it back, you know? And so I had that moment where I go, all right, just take it. Just get it out of here. Now I don't have to check a bag. It'll make it easier for me. I don't really give a shit, whatever. So I give it to them. And I was a little miffed because it's like, first off, as a cruise ship, just eat the cost. Don't be embarrassing and come back and ask me for it. Just be like, we delivered it to the wrong room. Sorry, we'll get that other guy another bottle. But instead, they they, they re-gifted my, they they. They, uh, what is that called? And you, when you give a gift and you give it and you take it back?
1: Yeah, re-gifted. re gifted. That's right.
0: No, we wouldn't re would be if I get the bottle and I give it to somebody else. Oh, yeah. But if, when you give a bottle and you take it back, what is that called?
1: I have no idea, but that also seems a little suspicious with COVID protocols. I know
0: what it, yes. And I know what it used to be called, but I know that's not the preferred <laughs> yeah. thing to say anymore. So I'm not. Native American giving? Uh, I don't know what it's called anymore, but I know what it used to be called, and I want to say it. But I, uh, you look that up, Nicole. Um, But rescinding the gift over, you know, that sounds like Cosby. Um, Rescinding the gift. All right, so I give it to him, and here is the real joy that I had. Later on, hours later, I'm at the airport, and I realize, oh my God, I was worried about that bourbon bottle inside of the cardboard box shattering in my checked bag. So I secured it. How did I secure it, you might ask? Well, I undid the box, opened it up, took the bottle out, and wrapped the bottle with two used pairs of underwear that I had because I thought that would insulate the dirty laundry would insulate. And I was like, worst case scenario, it shatters. At least it's just my old underwear that's breaking in, in the bottle and it's it won't destroy everything in my bag. Hopefully my underwear will soak up the majority of the contents, which is like not even close to believable or true. But here's the best part is that the guy who's getting the gift back from me, you want to talk about COVID protocols, this man is going to get home with his bottle of bourbon open it up, and see a couple of pairs of Polo Ralph Lauren that are used with, like, cruise ship. It's been, it's been put through the cruise ship food ringer, if you know what I mean. And just absolutely, and I think there was also a Skankfest string backpack in there that I padded with it. So that guy is absolutely going to take it out, see it, puke, and then throw it right in the garbage. So it really, if I don't get it, nobody gets it. That's my rule. What do you think of that, Nicole?
1: That's so terrifying. I like checked into that halfway through while I was looking for the politically correct synonym for what we're trying synonym? to say. Hmm. No? Sim- synonym? No. S- synonym. Yeah, yeah, cinnamon. Cinnamon? <laughs> cinnamon? <laughs> it's such a hard word. I'm really struggling. Today. I was like
0: checking your how much of that cider you drank. I was like, there's only there's still half left. <laughs> um
1: um yeah, I I checked into that as you were like talking about cruise ship run through the ringer underwear being given to this man by accident.
0: Yeah, yeah, I padded, I, I'm sorry. If my producer isn't even listening to me, what the hell chance research. do I have of you guys? <laughs> what the hell chance do I have of you guys? Nicole, I put my dirty underwear in that box. Yeah, with the I just
1: thought that I, I didn't understand that because I was like, there's no way he actually did that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's terrifying. Would you think it was actually really, really bad? I mean,
0: listen, I didn't shit myself on the thing, so it's not like there's no like shits in it, but it ain't, it weren't, it wasn't my best two pairs, I'll tell you that. And they weren't clean. I know that for a fact. I mean, at the very least, I had two appetizers, two entrees, and two desserts a day, plus a bunch of ice cream farts into that bag and sweating. Like, it's just wouldn't recommend it, is honestly what I would say to that guy drinking the bourbon. And but I hope I, you know, it's one of those things where if I can't win, nobody's winning, and I didn't even plan it that way. But I like that I, you know, that that it that it worked out that way. So that was very fun. Um, and then, speaking of the airport, I have really to unpack. Speaking of unpack, two moments that happened that I'm very upset about. Number one, um, so Bobby and Mike are on Delta. Brendan and I are on JetBlue. We get to the airport a cool five hours early. Uh, So we have nothing to do. So I go, well, I can get into the Delta Sky Lounge. Bobby can get into the Delta Sky Lounge. And Bobby can bring Mike in as his guest. I'll bring Brendan in as my guest. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But we find out they're in totally different ends of the airport. But which, again, not a big problem. We got plenty of time. So I go to uh, go with Brendan to Bobby and Mike's terminal, because Bobby was like, I'm gonna try and possibly get on a standby flight and we'll see what's happened, so they they ran ahead of us. I go, we take the a train to this other terminal, we get there, and there's a crazy long line for security. I have TSA pre-check, because obviously I travel all the time. Brendan has never considered it once, so he's like, I've never been on a plane, I don't even know what the plane is, so he's just gonna have to wait in the two hour line. So I go, let me go ask. There's a security guard off to the right. I go, let me go ask the security guard if I can even get into the Delta Skylines. Because I think if you are eligible to get into Delta Skylines, you have to be flying Delta that day. Like, uh, cause I have a credit card that gets me in there, but I think you have to be flying Delta that day. Um, otherwise, I don't know, I don't think they let you in. So I just wanted to ask that guy that, right? So I walk up, I start walking up to the security guy. I am within 10 feet of him, but 10 feet away, he just goes nope that way and i i got my bags and i go oh no sorry i'm I'm not trying to go this way i just have a question and he goes i don't answer questions that way and i go weird and then he goes is it about baggage claim you have to read the signs the baggage claim is that way and i go i have all of my bags by the way so it's like obviously not about baggage claim and i go nope not at all because he's being such a fucking asshole that I am no longer being and also he was, looked like he was like 23 years old. You know like he was he was a young like doofus looking kid. So I go, "Nope, that wasn't at all. That wasn't it at all." And he goes, "What's your question?" And I go, "I want to get into the Delta Sky Lounge, but I'm flying JetBlue. So if I go into this terminal, like can I get in there?" And he thinks about it and then goes, "Uh No, no, you know, I I can't answer questions. I can't, you got to ask somebody else. Go over there and ask someone a question. He's like literally like shooing me away. And at this point, Brendan's two feet behind me hearing all of this being like, what a fucking cock this guy is. So I start laughing at him because now I know the game, which is if if you're in a bad mood, if you work in an industry where you're dealing with people 24 hours of your shift or whatever it is, and you're a piece of shit, I am going to make you more angry. So, and so he goes, he just seems to go that way, go that way. And I, I start laughing. I start laughing at him. And I go, yikes. All right, pal. And then Brendan and I turn around and we're both like pointing at him like this. And the guy starts talking to me as I'm walking away from him going, I don't do questions. I'm not a questions guy. Somebody, I'm just here. And I just go, hey, you're still talking, huh? And then, I, and then we talk around and he's still Chirping at it. So then Brendan and I, this is, this is, if you really, I guarantee you, if you ever want to piss somebody off, no matter what they do in life, no matter where they are, stand from a distance, take out your phone and start taking a picture of them and let them see you taking a picture of them because that's what it did. Here's a pic. Uh, I said, to, I, I was taking a picture with Brendan and we made sure to be pointing at him and laughing at him while we were taking this picture. And he's like, <laughs> he has just a awful swooped haircut that looks like it was wet down in the bathroom before he got there. Awful, awful human being, terrible guy. And a big fuck that person to that guy at the airport for being a cock uh, for no goddamn reason. And yeah, it's Nicole, Do you ever do that? Do you ever take a picture of somebody to, to to like really make them know that you're gonna talk shit about them,
1: I don't think I've ever done that to someone I didn't know. Like I've it's probably done it to my best. friends, but not to like a no, stranger. It's the
0: best to a stranger. I did that once to a stranger, and it backfired horribly. Uh, i was I had a there was a bit of a road rage incident on the uh, b q e going over the Cusco bridge, and this dude cut me off. Like, absolutely, like, I had to slam on the brakes not to hit him, cut me off. And we're in such traffic that it doesn't make sense to cut me off. Like, he didn't get any further from cutting me off than he would have. And so I start beeping the horn, and, oh, you know how he cut me off? He, he, drove, he, drove, around the, he drove around the shoulder and then cut me off. And I was beeping at him, and I was fucking flashing the lights, and then I did this move, where you take out your phone, and you're driving and you, I wasn't even I didn't even have my camera open, but I just did this so that I could pretend I was filming him. The dude put his car in park on the bridge and got out. He was a construction worker wearing a construction vest, intimidating man, to say the least, and walked over to my car, yelling at me through my very rolled up window going, yeah, motherfucker, you want to record? You want to record? Get the fuck out of the car. Record this, motherfucker. And I just was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is crazy. You cut me off. I'm like, I'm like trying to be a little snarky son of a bitch, but also in full flight mode, you know, where I'm like, I've, I've, I've started tailgating him too much where I can't go around him. So I've like, it's like, it's a it's a spider web of my own making and I am just stuck in there and I had to be like, you're crazy, dude. Like, this is not, and then he eventually was like, yeah, that's what I thought, motherfucker, and then walked back into his car and then um, as we we did a, we did a Paul Walker Vin Diesel moment where I went on, uh, I went one way and he went another as the fork split off and then I took my camera out again and was like, this fucking like guy and I saw him be like, oh, you know, but he was going to go that way. So it was, it was the best. Um, thank you everybody for watching. You know, I don't really have a, a transition, but if, uh, if you want to take the fork in the road to either A, uh, the Apple Podcast app and leave me a five star review, or B, uh, to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mike Feeney Comedy, where you can watch this every Tuesday, 12 p.m. It's when it premieres. Um, hang out in the live chat, leave a comment. Leave, I love the people who go and comment for the algorithm. I freaking, love it. Thank you very much for doing that. Our um yeah, do any any number of things. Nicole, I'm going to ask you a huge favor while I do plugs. Can you grab me another Guinness
1: from yes.
0: from the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, and I'll just keep. Yelling at everyone. Um, I would love for you... Yeah, yeah. Just bring the can. It's in the It's in the thing. I'll, I'll pour it in here. Um, I. You can go to MikeFeeneyComedy.com. Uh, for all my dates, i uh, coming out in uh, Emmaus Theater this weekend. Saturday, I'll be at the Emmaus Theater with Brennan Sagalo, Mike Feeney, in Emmaus, Pennsylvania. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you're going to love it. We're going to do a live comedy plus a podcast, which will be... Fantastic. Nicole is going to be there at Emmaus. Right, Nicole? Thank you so much. You're the best. Um, This is going to go everywhere. Ready? Watch this. Oh, of course it did. Um, And then also this is brand new. Just came on the books with a cool week and a half's notice. So please come out. Um, Brendan and I We'll be doing a show at Caroline's on Thursday, March 31st, gang. Thursday, March 31st, 7 p.m. The show is called uh Feeny and Friends and Brendan. And it's going to be very fun. We got some of our uh, best comedian friends coming out. They're going to do some time. Brendan and I are doing nice longer sets. It's going to be a blast. So if you're in the city, if you're in the area, come out to do that. Uh, Cannon's out of town. He's going to be on an iceberg somewhere in Alaska with Nicole, but uh, we're going to have some funny friends come by and join us to come do that. And then all my other dates, like I said, are going to be... Uh, oh, I'm coming to L.A. I'm going to be there April uh, 11th through the 18th. I have shows almost every single night. I'm going to put that out in a week or two. So if you're in L.A., uh, I mean, I got shows in Santa Monica and West Hollywood at the Comedy Store. I'm going to be all over the place. I'm very excited to come back to L.A. It's been years. So please uh come out and say hey if you've if you've been asking for me to come to LA. Also, twitch.tv slash nyfreshmaker. Watch me play some video games with my very funny friends. I've been playing with Tim Butterly, Lewis J. Gomez, Brennan Sagalow, Shuli Edgar. Uh we were playing uh who did we play other? Playing Jason Burr. A lot of funny comedians. It's just a good time. Get on there. You'll have fun. And besides that, uh get on the listen to Here's a Scenario. Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash scenario pod. I can't. Be doing more, you guys. I mean, this is, I am running on a treadmill at full speed. And for the love of God, somebody please help. You know, I get, Jane, get me off this crazy thing, okay? Because I'm running at full speed while also doing stand up dates. Uh, you know, I am, uh, I'm recently an, uh, a new addition into the comedy cellar in New York City, which is an exciting uh, thing. And so I'll be, I'm doing a lot of spots there. Come by if you're over there. Check me out. Yada, yada, yada. So on and so forth. Nicole, where can people find you?
1: Nicole C. lines on Instagram.
0: Wow. Succinct. The best. Incredible. Um, and also, by the way, if you follow me on social media, at I am Mike feeding across things, when the, we, we're, we're trying to game the podcast algorithm, okay? Because we know, we notice podcast clips don't do well. And- which is unbelievable, because as you guys know, this show is a five-star program, okay? And, uh, and we're all five-star people. So we should be, uh, these should be doing better than they are. So tell some friends. That's what I'd love for you to do. Over, forget everything I just said. Just do one thing. Tell three friends about the pod and turn them on to it, you know? And then that'll be, that'll be a good time. That's all. Thank you very much. Um, now let's get into Sherry Papini. Nicole, you haven't heard, right? No. Sherry Madavik and Papini. Now, this is a wild story. I can't wait to tell you about this. I'll, I'll give you the whole thing because I found out about it three hours ago. So, apparently, there's a 34-year-old mother of two who disappeared and she was gone. No one knew her, her husband. Everyone couldn't find her. Huge missing person national news story. They found her. 22 days later, 150 miles south of where she lived, and she was wandering the highway at 4 a.m. Her long hair had been chopped. She had bruises all over her. She, was, she had burned. She had rashes. Um, she had a cattle brand. She was branded on her right shoulder. Branded, okay? Now, they found her. It was this big relief. She starts claiming that it was, it was two Hispanic people that had chained her up in a windowless room um, and they were, quote, playing Mexican music all the time to annoy her. And, um, and you know, it, it, it was like this huge story and they were on the lookout and it kind of became this little, like, little bit of a cold case. They couldn't find out who did it for a while. And then it turns out She fucking made it all up. She made everything. She did like a Gone Girl, made it up. Um, Here's here's what she did. She called her ex-boyfriend and was like, my husband beats and rapes me and I gotta get out of here. Can I come stay with you for a little while? And he thinking that they're going to like get back together is like, okay. And so he picks her up. She goes to his house. She stays in his house for the whole 21 days. She purposely like starves herself. She's doing the Mark Wahlberg, like fucking, you know, ape hitting in fear, just hitting herself, giving herself bruises. She's purposely not eating to emaciate herself. She chops off her hair. She orders, the cattle burning thing, the branding tool on, uh, she tells him the one to buy. She buys it. She makes him do it to her. And all the while, this doofus is like, I mean, kind of weird, but at least she's back in my life and maybe we'll fall in love. Meanwhile, it's like kind of strange that she hasn't eaten or left the house in 22 days. I, there's probably something here and also a national news story that she's missing. I won't look into that. Um, and, they do all of this together, and she does this because if there is a there's this fund where if you get like if you're like a victim of a kidnapping, there's some money you can make. And then she also had a GoFundMe, and that raised like between the two between the GoFundMe and the like the national like we're sorry you got kidnapped and tortured fund. She got like fifty thousand dollars, and now. Of course, she's going to jail for fraud. Her marriage is in shambles. She's not having any custody of her kids or anything like that. Her entire life is over. She did all of that for $50,000. Just get a job at McDonald's. That is not enough money at all like if you were like she did it for a million dollars i'd be like well okay you know there's validity i wouldn't get branded for fifty thousand dollars you understand like the red hot like burning skin for fifty thousand dollars i wouldn't do that let alone beat myself starve myself cut my hair she said that she needed a break from her kids which is like a little extreme, you know. While trying to make some money on the side, start a side hustle. Would you, you know, sell soaps on Etsy? Do something. Open an Etsy account and start carving things into wood. I don't know what to tell you. Fifty thousand dollars. By the way, fifty thousand dollars pre-tax. You got to pay tax on that. I mean, you're you're talking like thirty grand to 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 orchestrate this entire thing. By the way, not to mention. Your husband and children think you're dead, okay, and the husband didn't beat her didn't rape her, she made that up too so like just a full blown psycho um and i I don't know what to make of this besides like you coulda shoulda would have got so much more that's all I'm thinking I think there should have been she should have done ransom notes she did it. i mean she gave highly specific like uh details about. The fucking, about the two Hispanic people that kidnapped her. She said one of them smelled like a sweetened coffee. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, it it is the level of psychosis. This woman, she's going for a psychiatric evaluation. She's obviously out of her goddamn mind. But, Nicole, isn't that, what's more crazy, the story or the fact that she did all of that and made all that up for 50 grand?
1: It's so crazy and so sad for the kids growing up to hear that their mom like beat the shit out of herself to get a break from them. Yeah,
0: yeah. God forbid you take them to a play place, you know what I mean? <laughs> get a fucking babysitter. 8 dollars an hour. Go spend go have a night. Go see a movie, you know? Go 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 out there. Get there's somebody go, go see the Batman, okay? And then Give 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 him you know go on a long weekend. Don't you have grandparents? Someone that you could give the kids to. You don't have to go wander. Imagine being like, okay, here it is. I beat myself. I starved myself. I branded myself. I I gave myself bruises. Now I'm going to wander the highway, despondent at 4 a.m., like I'm in a Texas Chainsaw movie. In the hopes that the person who picks me up off the side of the road doesn't beat or rape me. And also, what was the ex boyfriend doing? When that happened, when he was like, "Okay, so like we're not getting back together. And she's like, no, sorry, it's not going to work out. But by the way, if you could just drop me off on the highway, that would be great. He's like, "Okay." how dumb is this dude, the ex-boyfriend, to go along and help her all along the way? I think he was more of an idiot than like a co-conspirator. What do you think?
1: Well, that was my follow up question is how were they even do you know how they were communicating that this wasn't like found out immediately?
0: That's a great question. I I think she might have called him or something like that, but maybe she called him from a payphone or something like that. I don't know, because he was she was staying at his house and she never left his house for the entire time. So it is so weird. I don't understand it. And um, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable to me. Um, So, you know, Sherry Papini you're I'm not even gonna give you a fuck that person because I'm almost I'm almost impressed you know you're just short of leave that person alone more like leave that person alone because they deserve to be in a psychiatric ward I guess that would be it's a little too long you know to be a thing but um you know but it's not a segment but also crazy so you know then again Pete Davidson just got cattle branded with Kim Kardashian's name on his body because he wanted it to hurt and wanted it to last. And he's getting a bunch of his tattoos removed because he's realized he's made some bad impulse decisions over his life. So he thought, why not get uh, branded to where I can't have the option to remove it? Great idea. So uh, he also has my wife's a lawyer across his neck. Can we get Pete help, please? Uh, Because this is a battle of the mentally ill between Pete and Kanye and, you know, I know Pete. He was, uh, he was very nice to me whenever I used to know him. I haven't seen him in years. This is, feels like the Kanye doc where I'm like, I'm like Cootie. I only knew him in the very beginning before he blew up. And now that he blew up, he's a totally different person with, with crazy bipolar disorder and a bunch of other stuff going on. So it's all a mess. I'm not touching any of that. All I'm just saying is people are getting branded tattoos on themselves. You know, psychiatric evaluation. At the very least, let's look into it and let's move on. Mm. Let's move on to part two of my airport journey. So I go, after the, the dude, we, we go, you know what? We're not getting on. We're not getting into the Delta Sky Lounge. It sucks, but it is what it is. Brendan, let's just go back to the JetBlue Terminal. We go back to the JetBlue Terminal. And uh, I'm a little jealous because I'm like, for the next five hours, Bobby. Gets to be in the Delta Sky Lounge. Cannon gets to be in. Cannon's got to pay like thirty bucks, but he gets to be in this amazing free buffet, free drinks, free everything. Quiet Chargers. It's the best place. It changes. I just talked about this recently. It changes completely. You're in airport travel completely. And we get a text from Mike saying that Bobby got on a standby flight. Cannon did not. Bobby had two choices either try to get Cannon on standby with him or walk him into the Delta Sky Lounge and then run to his flight. Bobby opted to try to get Mike on the standby list, which he could not get on. And then there was no time to get Mike into the Delta Sky Lounge. So Bobby left and Mike just sat alone by himself in the airport for upwards of five hours. And Brendan and I are on the JetBlue side And we're at least together, you know, we're getting Chick-fil-A, we're hanging out, and we're like, okay, it's only like another 40 minutes till we're bored now, we took a little nap, and we're like, it's good. All of a sudden, ring, 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 JetBlue delays the flight. And we're like, God damn it, when you're waiting in in an airport for almost five hours and it gets delayed again, you want to go crazy. Because I'm looking outside, bright blue skies in Tampa, 70 degrees, and I think surely New York. Has to have. It's, it's March in New York. It's got to be 30 degrees, sleet, rain, all the rest. Nope. It's 65, a balmy 65 degrees in New York City. One of the nicest days on record in March. So there's no excuse of the weather. We're hanging out. We're pissed off about it. We're drinking coffee. We're going to Starbucks. Another delay comes in from JetBlue. It delays it another hour. So we are going, what the hell is going on? So we decide uh, we're going to, you know, we get on this flight. Finally, it's like 6 p.m. We got there at 10 a.m., I think. So we've been in the airport for a full workday, essentially. We get on the airplane. The woman comes over and I go, what happened? Why are we delayed? What's going on? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I go, that's not an answer. That's not an acceptable answer at all. And I go, well, it's not the weather. And Bobby called me from his house hours before I even got on the plane, being like, I'm home, where are you? Which was just turning the knife. And then I, I go, Why was the plane delayed? And they go, We really don't know something about LaGuardia. Every other plane got into LaGuardia fine, except for the JetBlue stuff. No apology, no explanation. So then it just becomes a little, everything is a little piccadillo. Everything is bothering me, everything's annoying me. I'm on this flight. It's hot. I'm like trying to turn the air up. The vents aren't happening. Uh, they're, they're not coming by with the drinks fast enough. I decide I'm going to get up and pee. And they do that thing now where they push the beverage cart to block you from going to the bathroom because the, the pilot's got to poop. And so they like block you from being able to get in there. And they, it's like, by the way, I love that you think if I'm a terrorist, a two-foot drink cart is stopping me. If I want to get in that cockpit, I'm getting in the cockpit. You understand? I'm a fucking box cutter the man. I'm not ju- <laughs> whoops. whoops. I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying that's not preventative enough, is the little cart, because I could easily jump it. I did hurdles in high school. I'm very nimble. I could, but I won't. But mm. So I uh, it was very upsetting. And then we get in, and then they do that thing where the pilot does the like, he hey, thanks for flying. Just sitting out there waiting for his congratulations. Every single day. hi, how are you? How are you? Hey, good, to say home. I oh got us here. That kind of thing. <coughs> and it was very upsetting to me because it's like, you should be apologized. You should be like, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Technical. Make something up. That's t- that's my because first off. Fuck that person JetBlue. For being delayed, I've never taken you again. I I'm a Delta guy from now on just so that I can get into the Delta Sky Lounge. I'm done with you. But also make something up, okay? If 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 it isn't if it's delayed and you don't know why, be like there's a reindeer at LaGuardia running around the tarmac. I don't know. What would be a good excuse, Nicole, that you would feel okay with?
1: I don't know cuz I've never been given one. Like I think I said this on one of the previous episodes that they've straight up told me that multiple parts of the plane are broken and that's why they were delayed.
0: That's okay. That's a great excuse. That's
1: scary. I don't want to know that. That is why
0: it's a great excuse because they scare you because they go, do you want us to fly with broken parts of the plane? By the way, we don't have wheels. Is it okay if we delay the flight and put wheels on the plane and you go, well, obviously, of course, yeah. And then it's okay. But when they go, I don't know. What do you mean? You don't know. It's, it's you got delayed. You delayed it twice. For two hours, what's the delay? I don't know. And then you go, can I, I tried to go, can I get on standby for an earlier flight? And they go, there is no such thing as standby for JetBlue. We don't do that anymore. God damn it. I really, JetBlue has the biggest fall from grace of any airline I've ever been on post-pandemic. I mean, they were pre-pandemic, the best. Fly it everywhere, great prices, Free Wi-Fi, they are now, I think, I did, I read, I researched this article, they were like the number one delayed flights, and I don't know why it is, but everything's an upgrade, they nickel and dime you, disappointing JetBlue, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, and if that isn't the most Irish way to end an episode on St. Paddy's Day, very apropos, I don't know what is. So, thank you very much for watching. I'm realizing this might be the first time I don't have a drink finished. So, if you're an audio listener, allow me a few moments of silence to, uh, to finish this half again. Imagine I just dropped a shot of whiskey in here and did an Irish car bomb and then punched the camera until it stopped recording. Hold on. Guinness is easily the worst beer to, to chug, it's not good. Nicole's drink has been empty for quite some time. She's licking the rim.
1: I just finished it in solidarity with you.
0: Mm. Mm. It's just so creamy. It's hard to chug. All right. um, That's the show, everybody. Sorry for the dead air at the end. I was, you know, working through some stuff. Um, Happy St. Patrick's Day! Now that it's the Tuesday afterwards, and no one cares about it anymore. And thank you for watching the show. You're great. You're uh, you're a good per good purple. I was gonna say good people, good person. Get me out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye.